Welcome back to India's first luxury podcast Lux Insider with me your host Anita Khatri. This week too we have a new guest joining us. But first here's your roundup on the latest in the world of luxury. Aditya Birla Fashion and Retail Limited acquired a 51% stake in House of Masaba Lifestyle Private Limited for rupees 90 crore. House of Masaba owned by designer masaba gupta houses apparel non apparel beauty personal care and accessories through this investment in brand masaba aditya birla fashion will seek to strengthen its play into fashion for young and digitally savvy consumers along with making a foray into the branded beauty and personal care segment i personally believe that this is a very smart move by Aditya Birla Fashion to capture the young consumer. Mukesh Ambani owned Reliance Industries Limited is buying Mandarin Oriental New York for $98 million, adding an iconic property to its hospitality and retail assets. The acquisition will add to the consumer and hospitality footprint of Reliance Industries which already has investments in Oberoi Hotels. Stock Park in UK and is developing a convention center, hotel, and managed residences in BKC, Mumbai. The transaction is expected to close by the end of March. Adidas and Prada are taking their collaboration one step further by including apparel for the first time and raising the sustainability bar further. The recently launched Adidas for Prada Renylon collection reinterprets each brand's aesthetic codes once again, blending the Italian brand's craftsmanship with Adidas sportswear heritage. German luxury car maker Audi said it has commenced bookings for all the new version of its premium SUV Q7. powered by a new powerful 3 liter petrol engine the new generation q7 can be booked at an initial booking amount of rupees 5 lakh toyota too launched its most luxurious truck ever tundra capstan with 22 inch chrome wheels and perforated leather upholstery that's all on the latest happenings for this week In my very first episode I shared with you that between 1908 and 1938 230 Indian maharajas owned 900 Rolls Royce cars Very recently the luxury car maker sold 5586 vehicles in more than 50 countries the largest number in its 117 year history despite all the uncertainty of the pandemic what a feat for the car maker with that i'm sure you have guessed the topic of this week's episode the luxury auto industry while my love for watches will always prevail cars intrigue me this stems from the fact that many watch brands collaborate with the auto industry Roger Dubuis and Lamborghini 
IWC, Schaufersen and Mercedes AMG. Richard Meal and McLaren. And Hublot and Ferrari are some of the successful collaborations that come to my mind. In fact, I've also had the opportunity to visit the Ferrari and Volkswagen Phytom manufacturing unit through work. To enrich my knowledge further on the luxury auto industry, I'm super excited to have Adil Jal Daru Khanawala on today's episode. With a career that spans over four decades and a passion that goes even beyond, Adil is probably the most well-known name in the Indian automotive sphere. Adil has been the founding editor of various automotive publications in India, starting with Car and Bike International and then Overdrive, Car India, Bike India, CV India, Zig Wheels and also Fast Bikes India. His knowledge on the subject and his ability to recollect the minutest of details from years gone by often sees him regarded as a walking, talking automotive encyclopedia. We are thrilled to have Adil here with us on Lux Insider to discuss the luxury auto industry. Without wasting any more time, let's hear straight from Adil. Hi, Adil. Hi, hi. Good to get an old face back in the reckoning. Acquaintances from our uh, previous days working together. I think we have caught up after a very, very long but welcome break. Thank you, Adil, first of all. In spite of your busy schedule, thank you very much for accommodating us and having, you know, joining us on Lux Insider. The thing is that when you're having fun, time flies, you never think about anything. So, yes, I think that this session also should be a fun session and I'm uh, very eager to join in and help make some sense out of luxury, which I've yet to, what you call, hear from the high priestess of luxury, which is you. Ah, thanks. Thanks, <laughs> Adil. Thank you. There are some car brands which are synonymous with luxury, word luxury, like Mercedes, Lamborghini, Porsche, Rolls-Royce, Bentley, Maserati, Jaguar. Now, is it history, price or performance or power? What has made these brands synonymous with luxury? Okay, this is a very broad swathe you are cutting across over there, laying it out. And if you see it from uh, virtually the time when the car was just out on the roads in Europe in the late 1890s, it was all about being a technical innovation to go from uh, to commute from uh, places where we didn't have metal roads. Luxury became a byword because you could replace the horse and the stagecoach with a uh, mechanical monster. So that became luxury in its essence. Over the years, then you saw the automobile becoming more powerful. That added to its prestige. So Whosoever were the big shots who could afford cars in the early 1900s, they went for the more powerful cars because the cars were winning races and all that. That became another connotation of luxury. Then you became, you got across over there that the cars became larger and more grander so that uh, 
people who were in positions of power, royalty, the really well-heeled, they wanted to be what you call pampered when they went for official functions or just to make their stature felt. That brought in another dimension of luxury where creature conveniences, creature comforts counted a lot. So in that sort of sense, what all attributes you've told me about price, history, performance, power, at one time or the other, they all denoted different steps of luxury in the evolution of the automobile. So if you are talking about the purveyors of luxury from the history perspective, it has to be Mercedes-Benz first and foremost. If you are talking across price, luxury is, again, not doesn't come cheap. Luxury has to be defined as great value for it. So what might be expensive in terms of sheer quantum of money laid out, is it value or is not value is what you have to look at. And this dictum has stayed constant all across from 1890s to the present. So price is just a, uh, what do you call, addendum to what is there on the product. So you have to perceive quality uh, pricing like that. And yes, a prestige car needs to have a powerful engine. Without that powerful engine, you cannot have a Mercedes-Benz with a fuel-efficient Maruti 800 power. It will not move. So you need to have everything there. So in that sort of sense, Mercedes-Benz has remained constant all throughout the years. Rolls-Royce defined luxury in trying to cater to the heads of state and very well-heeled uh, private owners and whatnot. And they never went too much, excepting for the first four or five years of their existence when they went motor racing. Uh, Rolls-Royce never went motor racing. Whereas Mercedes-Benz did always. So Rolls-Royce's connotation of luxury was all about refined size, refined movements, uh, touch and feel in the cabin, etc. That was the way. So, but today, uh, when you look at it, all the prestige marks have got a bit of everything in them. Yes, Mercedes-Benz still goes racing and still makes cars which are technologically at the cutting edge of uh, the peak over there in that way. Yes, Lamborghini is just nothing but outrageous styling and sheer power to dominate the minds. Uh, Porsche is also in that same vein. So you have got Bentley, Maserati, all these guys. It has got to be a bit of everything what those attributes which you put out together. You know, after hearing all these brand names uh, and the the explanation as to uh, what are the attributes which make them uh, synonymous with Mercedes, where would you position Audi and Volkswagen? Uh, here, there is a dichotomy across over there. Uh, Audi, yes, Audi has made rapid strides in the last three decades, or rather four decades. Uh, when you look at uh, going across to doing technologically brilliant stuff. They have also gone ahead to perch themselves in the Volkswagen group as a technologically defined OEM. And the Volkswagen group is chock-a-block with a lot of brands. Uh, 
still in the pecking order in the Volkswagen group you have Skoda at the bottom along with Seat a Spanish brand which we have not seen then we have Volkswagen and then on top of Volkswagen we have Audi but Audi Volkswagen uh, Seat and Skoda all make similar cars up, but with a little bit extra going from one to the other to the other to so Skoda has a little bit more as is a base Seat has a little bit more uh, over Skoda Volkswagen has a little bit more over Seat and Audi has a little bit more over Volkswagen so they have tried to be challengers to BMW and Mercedes Benz to a certain degree and i think they have done well in that frame uh, volkswagen tried to do uh, or rather try to take the fight straight on to the jugular of mercedes benz with their s class which is acknowledged uh, as the best uh, defining automobile in the luxury segment volkswagen said we'll take the s class from mercedes benz head on the tragedy is they made a great car the volkswagen phaeton phaeton yeah phaeton yeah i was just yeah, thinking about phaeton that's true it's a phaeton and uh, there what happened was it was a technologically superlative machine but it never caught the eye of the discerning uh, automobilist because the thing is that volkswagen never invested in trying to define luxury at the top end because they never had a car like that they could not what you call make a dent in the psyche of the luxury car buyer who found that the car looked similar to the Volkswagen Passat or the Golf which were everyday uh, family cars so luxury is a very very dicey thing to handle it has to be nurtured it has to be handled smartly you cannot suddenly today you uh cannot what you call just take a swatch watch and think that you are going to what you call hit the guy with a rolex and say oh i've made a better uh, rolex but if i want a rolex i'll buy a rolex made by rolex why should i buy a rolex made by swatch that is the whole way people looked at the volkswagen phaeton and uh, logically it just died a natural death because they just couldn't do anything across the world so yes volkswagen and uh, uh, audi have the basis with which they can do luxury but they do luxury in classes of cars way way lower than where the top range cars from mercedes benz rolls royce operate talking about watches and uh, cars you know what according to you is the reason for the world of cars and the world of watches being in love with each other do you do you see there is some love and affection towards each other uh, yeah but it also uh, has to do with quite a lot of money left aside after buying the car of your dreams <laughs> correct <laughs> i agree so, with you totally you then you would you call say okay let's splurge a little bit because i thought uh, i have run across see again in the luxury car thing you buy an s class at say xyz crores and you get that and after that you start adding the extras onto it which can be another half a crore or a crore of rupees more so people who generally buy cars like the 
top end mercedes maybach or the rolls royce uh, or the bentley they also then it's just not the base car they buy after the base car then you outfit it with more extras to your liking and what not and then when you have money left over you buy a matching watch or something that way oh okay that's what i came to think the good thing is that i don't have that much money to buy an s class and not that i like an s class so much i'd rather buy a small two seater mercedes sports car which i can enjoy driving rather than s class is for the fat cats to be driven in i don't think i'm a fat cat i would rather i'm not a cat as well i love to drive my cars and that is it if you allow me i would just like to add something here since watches is uh, something which i would like to elaborate to to my mind it's always been or whatever i've understood so far a lot to do with fine detailing it's a technology engineering coming at the best you have a la- you you have a larger surface when it comes to cars but you have a smaller surface to uh, you know put in your smallest and tiniest tiniest minutest yeah but detailing. there is one, one major difference one major difference anita uh, a watch at say 50 lakhs and a watch at say 5000 say this tell you the same time whereas uh, a car 50 lakh car and a 5 lakh car the way you travel the same distance you travel it in a very different manner so it is there how much you want to pamper yourself how well do you want to reach your destination there's a big difference between what the car and the watch do you know you're right you're right you're absolutely correct on that uh, we are talking about uh, you know customer who thinks of buying a luxury car what what according to you are the factors that he or she should keep in mind while selecting a luxury car important thing is that uh, the people who are already there in the space that they are considering a luxury car are already well traveled well informed very aware of course they have been successes in life uh, not to mention that a lot of these successful guys are also uh, people who have uh, worked on uh, the other side of the legal divide and what not so if you see mercedes benz customers uh, top line things some time ago there was a survey half of the world's greatest dictators had mercedes benz 600 limousines because they needed to be protected and uh, the other half you had got also top end uh, mafia bosses and what not in italy and all that they got those cars so nothing wrong they bought the car so but people who want to get into uh, buying a car uh, at that uh, end of the market they already are aware of brands they look into what is the application they need they also look at uh, their immediate rivals am i going to upstage uh, someone uh, with my purchase or am i going to be upstage uh, by buying a uh, lesser equipped car so i think at that uh, what do you call position uh, people are already clued in on the brands on the models on the fitments they want so yes it is like going into uh, one of these uh, bespoke uh, uh, suiting shop and t- getting it tailored in savile row according to you 
that's how these guys do it so so the base rolls royce or the base bentley or the base mercedes benz is first the cloth and on top of that then uh, the list of options is what they use to tailor the car to their requirements that is how they do it thanks adil i i'm sure that this question you must have been asked by many during lockdown and lockdown still i don't know what our future holds right now but during lockdown i heard that luxury auto brands like maserati lamborghini saw an increase in their sales in 2021 with increasing demand for the car models coming from tier 1 and tier 2 cities at 2.5 crores roughly 2.43 crores the maybach 600 gls by mercedes benz had 50 units pre-booked and sold even before the official launch now considering the kind of roads that we have i'm just wondering where and how so much of demand of the cars are coming through coming by even in during lockdown first of all i i don't think so we have such kind of roads for us to speed with such high performance cars so will you elaborate so, on this yeah let me shed some light on there are two three things over here first you talk about roads i think these cars the at least the uh, maybach mercedes is ideally suited to just go through thunder through any of these illogically prepared roads and yet give a carpet of air a very great carpeted ride uh, feel to its occupants so that is luxury in one way and uh, honestly speaking a lamborghini is not expected to do that we require billiard smooth roads for it to do but a lamborghini urus suv can just about do it so you're going to see uh, different strokes for different poor folks so the application is very important every luxury car cannot do everything with Uh, so you need to define you want a sports car you want a, a stately car you want a suv three different things altogether where is the market heading and why is that suddenly mushroomed after the lockdown or in the lockdown a uh, very simple reason people had been locked up in the house a lot of revenge buying was happening with at least those who did not get to party for more than 20 months so they must have saved a lot of money that is the way the luxury car business has gone but if i have to say one great luxury in these times which not many would have said i think being safe at home was the best luxury provided you knew what to do with your mind there so that is how i look at things you know you you correct you are absolutely right there have been different realizations during lockdown as what luxury means uh, uh, totally agree with you on that is is the demand for customization like what you, what you have explaining to me it is something which is existing and it will continue to exist it's not like demand has increased post lockdown or pre lockdown that more and more people are demanding customization no it's not that it's not about just customization it is about what is the owners need owner's application for the car if he wants to only make a style statement to go uh, every day from his house to the golf course or to the club in the evening uh, any car will do for him and all that but if he wants to make a statement he wants to definitely drive from pune to bombay 
then he needs the car with everything inside so quite a lot but as i see it so many people who are there in pune or in bombay they have the s classes at both ends of the spectrum in pune they drive from the house in pune to the airport in their s class get into the aircraft uh, land in bombay and they have another s class there of their own at their bombay house which comes to pick them up so yes so there's quite a lot which is there already by way of uh, customization it's not that the lockdown has done anything more to it in fact it has only enhanced more cars to be bought and people are what do you call uh, jumping at that so just to give them that feeling of being liberated after having been kept indoors or pegged down rather not kept indoors rather have been pegged down from doing what they love to do true and you also mentioned to me earlier that you know you require right car uh, when it comes to the roads so you know what is the purpose of the car so when it comes to the purpose of the car what luxury automobiles would you recommend for city use outstation or drive around holidays and especially during lockdown and you know the you know when things open up uh, people have been holidaying with restricted travel people have been holidaying in the driving destination so what cars would you recommend the suv is the best uh, go to car for any purpose in the country and uh, that it works very well all throughout uh, yes sedans uh, traditional sedans are uh, cars which captains of industry definitely use to be driven in and uh, for the spoiled sons of a lot of rich fathers they already have the two seater sports cars and what not so it is like that i'm not saying every son is a spoiled son but some are there and they definitely trash their sports cars quite a lot but uh, by and large uh, the suv is the preferred car it has got everything going for itself so suv is also can be it's basically multi purpose so you know can use it in the city uh, drive around holidays things like that so it's it's a it's a value for money investment is what i understand from you i have got great suvs at 20 lakhs and i've got over the top suvs at 7 crores so it it depends on how much money you have got how uh, clever foolish or stupid you are so that's how you do it <laughs> so talking about that are there any luxury car buying trends currently in india or are there any such kind of uh, demand for specific brand or specific vehicle no so whatever you are seeing the thing is that the more exclusive the better it is to stand out but then the more exclusive if it's not backed by good after sale support then it's a what do you call uh, uh, takes the sheen out of uh, buying such a car you know so you need to what you call see there's no point in having a thing where you buy a car which is only sells about four or five units a year in india that company can't go across setting up dealerships at uh, five different centers which the car may have been sold to so that's where you have to what you call be a little smart and understand where you're going to use what you're going to use where are you going to have the support etc everything and let's not forget the more the electronics in a car in a country like ours the more the trouble you have in uh, cars falling uh 
uh, what you call stopping short on uh, expressways or off the beaten path and all that. So you have to what you call have great after sales support. It's a very very vital thing. Well, Adil, that's a very interesting point that you really shared with us. Uh, the more electricals and that that's that makes it even more complicated when it comes to the performance of a car. Uh, I understand that. And are there any mess, most sought after luxury uh, cars currently in India? No, all the names we spoke about: Mercedes, Rolls Royce, Bentley, Maserati, uh, Lamborghini. Ferrari, they are right there in that uh, sphere of uh, acceptance by people, you know. So, uh, and again, one thing you must also understand that uh, some demand is always greater than supply, and this has been the trend all throughout. So, if you say you get into a Mercedes-Benz showroom and say I want the Maybach today, you will get that right. Uh, the, your time for delivery will be September 2022, not now. So, yeah, so it's such cars are not what you call a wash in the Mercedes Benz portfolio. They have to be what you call uh, made across over there with the owner's requirements, etc. So, it takes time. So, very clear example is Ferrari. Ferrari makes cars. And it will a brand new Ferrari comes is model is uh, announced in Europe. The first choice is always given to loyal Ferrari owners before who have bought cars. A newbie like you or me can't go and buy that Ferrari. Immediate. You are put in a sort of a uh, line over there. Give first preference given to owners who have stood by the brand who have bought before. So there are too many variables here. And uh, yes, the paradigm is that you just can't walk into a showroom and buy a car off the shelf. It's a one in a million opportunity that way in India. Yes, this is uh, very much similar again in the uh, watch industry also, uh, especially complicated high-end watches, um, limited editions. Uh, there are some pieces and demand for certain pieces, which, uh, you know, demand supply, as you explained, you'll have to wait for a year, sometimes even two years before that watch is delivered to you. Uh, yeah, that's that's really right. And uh, But in India, uh, when you're saying you mentioned Mercedes, Lamborghini, all of the brands that we have spoken about, is there a specific model or a craze about something right now? Is there something which you would like to share with our listeners on that? No. No, not really. There are people, there are people who love all sorts of cars. At the end of the day, uh, you can only drive one car at a time. You can't drive. Even you may have 10 cars in your garage. Uh, you can only be able to drive one car at a time. So honestly speaking, the people who are already there in that sphere have more than three, four cars already in their garage. So, and they don't try to, what you call, have Every one of the same make. They do definitely uh, spread out their uh, apron there to accommodate as many different brands as possible. You know, Adil, one question which I always wanted to ask you and check with you, and I had the opportunity today to ask you. I had heard stories about um, uh, people in Bombay and even in, in cities like Bombay and Delhi, where they own more than 10, 10 of these cars, a car collector, 
you know, and you have your Urus or you have your Lamborghini cars, uh, different different cars. These cars, they want to drive on a, a speed up and uh, drive just the fun of driving. They get up early morning or late night and they have races. Can you tell us the story about this? Some stories that you know, I've heard about some that is this true? I mean, is it, do, do often, you know, car enthusiasts do that? Yeah, yeah. What you, the way you phrased it, they have races. No, they don't have races. They only try to uh, go along with like-minded guys with equal uh, uh, powerful machinery and they try to have a blast because they need to see that adrenaline in them uh, has to be dissipated somehow. So, and early mornings or late night is the best sort of a thing uh, probably on uh, the roads over there given that there is lesser traffic. Uh, of, of course, I don't uh, advocate that someone has to break the law in trying to drive fast and empty roads because you may find one jaywalking uh, guy coming there and uh, the person who's driving this car. One thing I also must tell you is these cars are not just very powerful in a straight line, but they are also very powerful with their brakes. So any nerd can put his foot on the accelerator and he'll go fast. Mm -hmm. how, how well he will control the car under braking is where most accidents happen. And uh, most of the people who own these uh, cars are not very skillful drivers. I'm not saying everyone, but a fair bit of them are not. So yes, uh, to dissipate their uh, uh, adventure pangs and they have to have some natural outlet for it. They've got the cars to do that. They definitely will drive spiritedly. And as long as driving spiritedly is concerned, it's great. Going, overdoing anything. Actually speaking, many of these cars, especially the Maserati and the Ferrari and some of the AMG Mercedes, they are illegal in second gear. In second gear, they'll be doing 100 kilometers per hour. And that's the maximum speed limit. They'll be doing over 100. So, honestly speaking, these cars are built for at least 300 kilometers per hour. And that too, they are electronically limited to 300. So, what I'm saying is, you need to be, you need to respect the machinery under you. And, uh, yes, many a time, it is not what you call respected. It is abused or the systems are abused. So, yes, that's a different uh, game or different sphere we are entering. Uh, that's not luxury for me. That's only foolhardiness for me. Thanks, thanks for enlightening us. Yes, I, uh, I, we, we understand. You know, talking about uh, now, about the future, future being electric cars. I don't like it. I don't like it. You don't like it. I just wanted to know, basically, you know, we all are reading and understanding, you know, electric cars and they are all over the place as far as the world is concerned. But what is the future of electric cars in India? And you say you don't like it. So, but still, you would know whether they will come to India or no. Yeah, they will come to India. Uh, whether they will become mainstream in the next 10 years is something where the jury is out. So, I think I'm very happy. I'll see off my life with ICE engine cars for the next 10-15 years. I'm damn thrilled about it. I don't know about the future. 
because uh, everything about the electric car doesn't add up as yet it has not managed to convince me massively so as a technology demonstrator there are cars again whatever happens in terms of technology always the top end cars come out with that technology first and then it trickles down the line to the bread and butter cars so we are seeing that phase of life right now you are seeing tesla you are seeing mercedes benz you are seeing porsche who are with really top notch um, electric models also they are incorporating in their portfolio so it's coming from there they don't come cheap they need to have a different infrastructure to support them and to juice them up so yes so those guys already have four five other cars in their portfolio so it works well for them to make a statement saying okay we are this is like a solve to the to their mind saying okay we have got so called fossil fuel engine cars so we'll have a green car also to make us less guilty i don't think that today's cars are anyway uh, filthier in their uh, emissions than what cars were 10 years ago they are the cleanest cars you can get in the market today the technology of the fossil fuel engine is massive it's gone to great uh, extent so yes but the world and his grandmother is what you call on electric uh, uh, shocker so i don't know once they get the wrong end of the shock then we will see how it pans out in your current possessions uh, that you have what is your most prized luxury possession i've got i've got my most luxury possessions are all my 27 motorcycles i love them all i ride them all. uh yamaha mt01 34 ninja kawasaki ninjas i've got the indian scout i've got a triumph saxton i've got a bmw f650 i've got old classic bikes vintage bikes etc so those things are then i've got my classic car so those are some things which delight me no end i can tinker with them i can play with them uh they start unfailingly they don't protest nothing i think that is the the sheer ability. and it's not about speed my bikes are capable of doing 200 kilometers plus per hour but for me that is not the thing my thing is i want to enjoy the sheer delight of getting on astride the saddle and riding and that is the how well the bike rides handles i'm happy cruising at 80 90 kilometers per hour which is wonderful for our country and our roads and that is i, I take delight in being one with the machine and out in the open that is the pure luxury for me. there is luxury also like i've got the best computer systems going to help me with my work the iphone works wonderfully well for me that is also luxury in that sense luxury is also how comfortable i am when i listen to my music when i'm working so these sort of things are there and uh, yes my cars are also there but this is how i look at my luxury is able to uh be at peace with my surroundings and my family also to be uh part and parcel of those surroundings where they also partake of the luxury in that sense but which is your next luxury item in bikes if you aspire to own is there anything on your list not not so quickly right now the, the bike has to do something for me deep in my heart for me to whatever so up till now the new crop of bikes has not done that much but let's see what 
and to be honest with you i saw the i have the new royal enfield 350 with me it's a take it's a modern take on the old classic royal enfield and trust mm-hmm. me it's the best luxury you can get for under 2 and a half lakhs of rupees it is it is terrific so what i'm saying luxury resides at different segments of the price point and uh, what is the big point of me having a bike which is costing 10 lakhs when this 2 and a half lakh rupee bike has got all the character all the charm and still what you call delivers much more in terms of smiles for me than the 10 lakh rupee bike would great is there any such car also suv that you would like to point out for our uh, listeners actually one of the finest suvs which has been there in the country was the tata hexa which i own uh, in the last two and a half years they have discontinued the car because they have they had not got their engines optimized to bs6 so if anyone has got a tata hexa hold on to it because it's one of the finest cars ever made in this country and that was adil jal daru khana wala thank you adil for joining us today not all all the best to you with that it's a wrap on this week's episode make sure you subscribe to this podcast if you have not already i'll be back next week until then stay safe